Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you GarageLogic Podcast number 384, May 18th, 2020. It was 93 degrees was the high on this day, and that was in 2012. And it was as chilly as 27 degrees in 1915. I bet in 2012, when it was 93, kids were swimming on those aquaside weed-free beaches. Mm-hmm. And now... From the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I was going to wait until the end of May to do this, but the pattern is so clear, I can do it today, okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. On Thursday, which was, just a minute, I have all the dates here. Thir- last Thursday was... The 14th. May 14th. Yep. And that was in the, uh, the day after uh, the governor had uh, eased the stay-at-home restrictions, right? Yep. And I was reading about it in the paper, and uh, it said, uh, this is from uh, last Thursday. The latest model also predicted 1,700 deaths in Minnesota by the end of May. Though with 638 COVID-19 deaths as of Wednesday, that would have been May 13th. The state is behind that pace. Okay, so I circled that, and I thought, that's... That's more than 1,000 deaths in 17 days. That didn't seem right to me. Now we go to uh, the Saturday Saturday paper. As a result of the latest modeling this week, predicted 1,441 deaths by the end of May. Under a scenario by which the statewide stay-at-home order ended on Monday, the modeling also predicted a surge of cases by June 29th. Okay, so on Thursday, May 14th, the model said 1,700 deaths by the end of May, right? Yep. yep. The modeling uh, two days later on Saturday, May 16th, said 1,441 deaths. Okay. Now let's go to yesterday's paper. Earlier this month, Governor Tim Wall suggested Minnesota was on a pace to record 1,000 deaths by the end of May. Uh, these models are worthless. All models are wrong. Some are useful. These models haven't even been useful. I know I shouldn't do math, but I did the math. If you go back to third, no, it's very basic math. Even I could do this. If you go back to Thursday, it says the latest model also predicted 1,700 deaths in Minnesota by the end of May. So you subtract 638, because we already had 638 deaths when that pronouncement was made. Right. Then you're left with 1,062 deaths have to occur to fulfill that model's prediction. So you had 17 days left in May. That's 62 deaths a day. Yesterday there was nine. I mean, this is all basically, I guess, good news. Right, right, because it's lower than their what their models. I, mean, I don't know how they can say a model because their their ranges are so far. And wasn't that basically, we, we've been saying this for days, if not weeks, that all of the original <laughs> forecasts have been wrong. Well, it's because they don't have a, a playbook, and, and that that's where the frustration comes from. They can't draw from the swine I, not, flu. Or- I, I didn't do any of this to indict anybody. I, I, I'm not doing any of this to rip anybody. I'm just saying uh, it's very difficult 
for the average citizen in the state of Minnesota to daily be presented with completely different numbers, completely different numbers. Right. And how, how do you, what's the main one that you follow when you have three different changed models or numbers that the models, the models are by the state health and university of Minnesota researchers. Uh, yeah, they're not being made up by the governor. They're not being made up by talk show hosts. These are the health department numbers, but they're changing every day. And I, let's be optimistic. They're changing for the better. Right. Does it remind you of anything? Hi. Yes, it does. If, if, if these models, there's God Almighty, the cardinal is there, and I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. This cardinal is visiting me again. The models... Uh, we're dealing with a virus that we know is present on Earth. It can be seen under a microscope. Uh, and these models can't capture it. So you mean to tell me uh, climate models are accurate? They can't possibly be. They can't possibly be because you're dealing with the unknown, the unseen. Here you're dealing with a, a virus that you, you know, researchers can actually see the damn thing under a microscope. It's here. It's empirically here. You can, you can measure its effect on life. But the models can't measure anything. So how am I supposed to believe these people? And I don't, never have, because it's a political cause. It has nothing to do with the environment. But you have people say, oh, well, the, uh, the oceans are going to rise. Well, how come Bill Gates and Barack Obama buy oceanfront estates? Right. That, we don't know what the temperature is going to be tomorrow, much less 100 years from now, but I'm drifting away from the point. I'm not here to deny the existence of COVID-19. I'm here to suggest that a really, really lot of action was taken based on what appear to be terribly flawed models. Is that a fair statement? Uh, yes. I think models are fated to be flawed because they're models. And again, when you say a terribly flawed model, you're not suggesting any sinister plan. No, I, it's I'm just not. Nothing I'm not at all. Not at all. I'm, I'm merely suggesting that if you if you take the time to, and I've done this now for the last four days in a row, to search out uh, in the paper the kind of the daily update. Now we've gone from 1,700 to 1,400 to 1,000 deaths by the end of May. Well, 1,000 deaths by the end of May might be plausible, but not 1,700. That would mean 62 deaths a day. And we're, the numbers have not supported that claim. The numbers cannot possibly so, support that. Where does this leave you with, uh, in regards to the statement, believe the science, listen to the science, follow the science? Uh, when it are the models part of the science? I would imagine they would have to be, but when I, when I am told to believe in the science, follow the science, I, I don't doubt I don't doubt that that uh, this virus can be uh, wreak havoc on elderly people. For example, the science has proven that, and we're seeing the numbers. Beyond that, I don't know what. I guess why I'm bringing this up, Kenny, is I don't know what to believe. Well, how about this? An hour ago, Hauser tweeted this: The Minnesota Department of Health reports nine new deaths from COVID-19, the lowest number since nine were reported back on May fourth. And only the second time in single digits since April 20th, eight of the nine were in long-term care, 89%. And so far, 595 of the 731 deaths were all from long-term care facilities. I understand that. And that, 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 does, that doesn't lessen the grief for those people. Of course uh, not. No, of course uh, not. What, 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 what is becoming 
clearer by the day is that we don't, remember we said this last week, I felt like I, I knew less than I did two months ago. Mm-hmm. That's, what I, that's how I'm feeling. I feel like even today, I feel like I know less than I did two months ago. Because if I'm to rely on the daily reporting of the numbers, they, they change daily. They change daily. And I, I have nowhere to go with that except to say uh, I'm being asked to believe quite a bit. I'm being asked to believe that uh, my staying at home and my being cautious uh, is is having a great impact on the spread of this. And, and what I find myself end up believing is I'm not so sure about that. Is that, is that a fair statement? Sure. Say, I'm not say so that sure again. about Say that. that again. Well, I'm being asked to believe, uh, based on these numbers, yep. which are provided to us every day, that see what can happen, see what can happen. We could have as many as 1,700 deaths or 1,000 deaths. Okay, so I'm being asked to believe that by staying home and taking precautions, uh, wearing a mask uh, when I go into a store and, and uh, avoiding uh, groups, that I'm stopping the spread of this. Uh, I'm not so sure that's true. Uh, again, I go back to my fundamental belief that this is a force of nature that's going to do what it wants to do. Right. I agree with that completely. And we have no more clarity today than we've ever had. No more clarity today than we've ever had. Uh, Regarding the wearing of masks, there seems to be great controversy about that. Uh, there, There are people who believe you should wear a mask and and people who scoff at the idea of wearing a mask. I, I guess my fundamental belief is, I think I'm, when I go into a store, I, th- I believe what I'm doing is wearing the mask for the other person. Correct. And, and I'm noticing that over the weekend, I went to Fratelloni's. I went and bought a new lawnmower at, at Mike's place over in Eden Prairie. New Toro? Oh, I can't wait to buy And I was going to cut the grass yesterday, and it rained all day. Damn I was it. so excited. Anyway, yeah. uh, but when I went in there, there was not one person, including all four of my family, that was not wearing a mask. But then I went to a different store that's in my neighborhood, and I didn't see anyone wearing one. And this, these are two stores that are within five miles of one another. It's just amazing to me. Well, and, and why not? It, it doesn't bother me. I'm not less of a man if I'm wearing a mask. I don't feel that at all. I don't know what people's... Um, uh, their their problem is with wearing a mask. Just put the mask on right. and then go home. And you're why leave anything to risk? Uh, does he say in here that I'm not to use his name? No. Uh, Doctor Cop has written Terry Cop. I've written to you several times over the years, and I'm a longtime listener. I greatly enjoy listening to your opinions and pondering your analysis of current events. COVID has us in a complex, interesting, and historic era. In the midst of it, there are so many emotions and reactions involved that it is difficult for any of us to remain objective, but I, re- I appreciate your efforts. When it comes to medical issues, everyone has something to contribute. That is amazingly obvious these days to anyone paying attention to the media of any sort. For many years, I have shaken my head at the misinformation I have heard. I have great difficulty watching medical shows on TV, including as far back as St. Elsewhere and on through ER, The Resident, and more. News outlets that get the facts wrong are even more irritating. This is where I cringe for GL. 
When you guys start discussing medical science and healthcare practices, you slip into the same pattern as everyone else with your opinions. That is fine, but sometimes you are too far afield for a purportedly fact-based show. On a podcast with a lake detective to fact-check algae and a geologist for rock formations and earthquakes, I am surprised at what you sometimes let pass regarding medical information. When you stray into the weeds of left brain versus right brain mask and glove use, I shudder. If ever there was a time for GL to find a primary care doctor, it is now. Thank you for interviewing experts like Dr. Osterholm, but take care when interpreting the day-to-day medical news. As you have pointed out, those reports are often poorly written and perhaps have an underlying agenda. I have three pieces of advice now regarding the pandemic. First, in general, I would remind you of something you used to say years ago on your broadcast on the order of trust your senses. You frequently reminded all of us to filter the news with what we were actually experiencing as a way of checking legitimacy. Of course, in an age of evidence-based medicine, there are limits to this strategy. Second, understand that we are not living in a time of complete understanding in medical science. Our society seems to think we can handle and cure anything. That is simply not the case. There are bad health issues which we haven't yet to... uh, which we have yet to understand and certainly have yet to cure. Nature is not safe, as you have said. Most of our prescriptions for health are measly compared to your body's ability to heal itself. We are mostly just trying to assist that ability and adapt to the disease threat. Finally, regarding public strategy, little has changed from the very outset. Early on, it was said that we will all get this illness. None of us are immune. That is still true. Flattening the curve was a great help for medical people. I am thankful for that. It prevented catastrophic numbers of patients all at one time. The rest of us are still susceptible and will remain so. If you individually want to get past this threat, you either need to catch the virus and survive it or hunker down enough to avoid it until good treatments or a vaccine are available. Many, including some of our leaders, seem to have lost track of the goal to limit unnecessary suffering from overrun hospitals and replace that with protection from the virus for the general public. We are no more protected now than we ever were, except to the extent that we avoid exposure. The months of sheltering accomplished only one thing, avoiding an unmanageable number of cases at one time. Over the years, I have learned that this type of message is difficult for many. Who wants to hear that there is no cure? Joe, I think you understand this concept. We can't fix everything. In fact, the things we can't fix are far more and greater than the things we can fix, whether in medicine or in nature. We do our society a disservice by encouraging the notion that we can be perfectly safe, and especially that our leaders are the ones who can make it so. Thanks for your diligence, Dr. Kopp. I, I, I think... Mm. Uh, I think he's. I think my opening, uh, my opening with the with the three newspapers showing three different is is corroborating what he's telling us. Mm-hmm. That that what am I asked to believe? I'm asked to believe. A. I'm asked to believe these numbers, but they change every day. And two, I'm 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 asked to believe that by staying cautious, wearing a mask, and staying close to home. I can prevent myself from getting the illness, which I don't believe. I don't believe. But at, at one time you did believe that, and right now you think probably on day one I did. Sure, right now I'm thinking no, I, I that's that's not true. I'm I'm as susceptible to getting this as as the next person. And and so what am, what are we all doing? Are we just delaying getting ill? That's that was my theory. That my theory is that we were we're just. We're eventually going to get it, but by not going out and doing other stuff, I'm just not going to get it right now. And is are the are are they keeping us shut down 
to we're rolling the dice, hoping that we're going to find a vaccination or a way to uh, avoid this down the road. I mean, they can't buy that much time. It takes too long to make a, a vaccination that'll work. No, but the stock market sure is terribly excited today uh, because Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine has had positive early results. Uh, according to the biotech company, which partnered with the National Institutes of Health to develop the vaccine. If future studies go well, the company's vaccine could be available to the public as early as January. Uh, Dr. Tal Zaks, Moderna's chief medical officer, told CNN. And uh, it's a long piece about they've uh, given the uh, vaccine in various doses to uh, subjects uh, who have uh, developed antibodies against COVID-19. So uh, okay. uh, there are many, many people working on this project. And the market's up about 800 points. So that, that dot now, the line has moved maybe to January for a potential uh, wipeout. That would be right. a long, what, seven months. That's right. So, again, are you supposed to stay sheltered for seven no, months? No, we can't. We can't continue to live like this. The economy can't. Can't, I mean, these. Well, look at. I, I was just reading. Paul Bloom is uh, up from Fox Nine. He's up at that uh, up in Albany, where the, oh, the, uh, the bar, the guy wanted to open up his yep. restaurant. Is this Ellison where uh, Keith Ellison's going to sue him? Yeah. Yes. And yeah. so basically, this guy. Uh, I want to get his name, Chris Schiffler, uh, and Paul Bloom has this on his Twitter account, and he's he's basically in tears, saying, "I'm not. I can't reopen because now I." I'm, you know, there there could be a pending lawsuit. So my lawyers have told me don't don't try to go against the the governor's orders here. But what are we doing? You know, we're going to sue this guy or you know go after this guy because he wants to basically just save his business. Come on, He's, here. He says he can end up amazing. broke. He says he can end up broken on the street. Attorney General Keith Ellison announced last night that his office is suing a Minnesota bar owner who plans to defy the governor's stay safe order Monday. Shady's Hometown Tavern in Albany will open at noon today, according to owner Chris Schiffler. Uh, but you're just telling me, uh, uh, Chris, he that he's not. not going to? Yeah, so Bloom is there with a camera, and there's, I, I can't tell, but it looks like there's hundreds of yeah. people outside of his bar. Bunch. And he's just said, I'm, I'm not going to do it. On I, the advice I, of counsel, yeah, yep, he said. Exactly. Well, you know, bigger places than his are closing right and left. Pazaluna's not going to reopen. Oh. Uh, what is it? The wood fire girls? Is there three wood fire girls? Uh, bonfire or bonfire. bonfire? They're not. They're done. Uh, you can imagine what the what the small town bar owners going through. Well, okay, but look, right outside of that bar right now, there are there's a, a sea of people that are not social distancing that don't have masks. Why are they not being detained like they were going to detain this guy? I'm not. I'm. What's the distinction? America is free. We can do what we want. I understand well, that. No, let's talk about that. Uh, and we've discussed it on the show before. Our freedoms demand from us responsibilities. And I think one of the degradations we've seen in culture uh, in a variety of avenues is that many people lose sight of the responsibility part of their freedom. And their their sense of freedom becomes almost childish in nature. You're not the boss of me. Okay. I can do whatever I want. Not really. Not really. You have a responsibility to be a solid citizen, for example, don't we? Yes. That's a, that's a responsibility. Our, our freedoms compel in us awareness and responsibility and the fulfillment of social contracts. We can't... Uh, we, we, 
we can't march through life saying, you're not the boss of me. In other words, you know, you can't smoke in a restaurant. Right. 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 You, you, you can't drink and drive. Right. Uh, we can go on and on and on and on. We have responsibilities. And, you know, we're just setting up this kind of warfare mentality between, you know, the bar owner and the attorney general. I don't think the bar owner is trying to flaunt. I don't think the bar owner in Albany, uh, I don't know anything about him, but let's just for the sake of the argument, I, I don't think he's trying to to be a bad guy. No. I don't think I don't think he's trying to say, the hell with you people, I'm opening, I don't care what you say. He's not thumbing his nose. He, he's saying, I'm going to take every precaution, but man, I'm dying on the vine here. If I don't open, I don't eat. And why is it okay that, okay, Governor Wall says June 1st he can be open, but today he can't? Okay, well, what's going to change? We don't even know if that's true about June 1st. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying that's the arbitrary date that's been set, right? right? I'm right. just saying, yeah. well, why is it then okay for, t- it's two weeks from now, it'll be fine, but today it's not okay. That makes no sense. And again, because you're being asked to believe that those precautions are preventing people from getting ill. That's what I've come to not believe. I'm not saying we shouldn't take precautions. Basically, what you end up doing is taking precautions for your fellow citizens. You're, you're aware of the other guy by taking precautions. Sure. But, but there's nothing. There's nothing as I understand it. There is nothing that would prevent me from getting this illness, no matter how many precautions I take. You can, you can find two stories a week in the newspaper about somebody who got it, survived, and was shocked because they hadn't been in contact with anyone. Right. So <laughs> I, I'm going to continue to behave responsibly. But then again, we're all lucky. We don't have a business to reopen. This is our business, and we get to do it. But I'm going to continue to behave responsibly. But I'm not going to just sit in my house for the next year and wait for a vaccine. If we're going to get it, we're going to get it. Okay, but what does, for you, what does that mean? I'm not challenging you, but I mean, what do you mean? You're, you're going to still go for walks. You're going to still go to the store uh, yep. for essentials. <laughs> I'll <laughs> like, say. Like, <laughs> you know, kind of a, I have kind of a route, I think. Yeah, you do a rotation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what is too much for you? If if Jack's Cafe opened up, would you and it in what limited capacity or you know uh, some if Paso Luna could stay open, what's your number? Oh, uh, now you're touching on my neurosis. Uh, right now, I'm probably neurotic enough that I would go out to eat if I could eat outside. That I'm somehow okay. I'm I'm, I'm psychologically tricking myself to believe right. that if I eat outside, I, I'm okay. You know, so I. If Jackson set me up in that back garden, oh yeah, yeah, it's all decorated with the up. koi pond. But that, I mean, and that's that's where. So if you go to the restaurant, the other precautions that are, you have to take into it's, it's. I don't have a number either. I don't know. I know I would want to, but am I putting so, myself or so, the staff at risk? I don't know. Are, are Let's we go all? Back to Chris Schiffler, the owner of Shady's, is he yeah. actually? If he in fact did open the doors, threw them open. Is he actually breaking a law, a yes. law that is written down? Yeah, well, he'd be breaking order. He'd be breaking an executive order, yeah. which must carry the weight of law because the governor has these powers 
in times okay. of emergency. Question number two. Uh, are the stay-at-home stuff where we're all supposed to stay at home, work from home, not, not go out, is that an executive order? Yes. Well, that's being broken, non-bleeping, stop. I mean, well, if okay. that's the case, Such, every single police officer in this state could be arresting 20 people right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. The legal... The or- jails would be full. We'd have a stadium full of criminals. What are you Every for, single buddy? person in this state is Tommy. breaking that law. Well, uh, here's the legal or constitutional basis for executive orders has multiple sources. Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution gives the president, or I suppose governor in the state, broad executive and enforcement authority to use their discretion to determine how to enforce the law or otherwise manage the resources and staff of the executive branch. I would assume that trickles down to a governor of their state, too. It does. It does. It does. Let's, uh, let's summarize, because there's a lot to discuss today. Uh, the, in my estimation, the lockdown or stay-at-home orders accomplished nothing except to give medical people time to catch up. Right. And to get okay. prepared, yes. That was, yes. That was the main reason, to get yes. ready for yeah. the, the yeah. mass. And that worked. That worked. Beyond that, this belief that... You know, picking winners and losers to open and not open, I I just can't for the life of me, I'm, I'm going to trust what I'm witnessing with my own eyes, uh, I can't for the life of me believe that prevents the spread of the illness. Well, and here's why people should be outraged at what Keith Ellison did, because the Mall of America is opening today. Mm-hmm. And all of these giant retailers, these big box stores have been open this entire time. And there are more people in the checkout lines of these places right, right. than would be at at this guy's bar up in Albany. You're right. When the mall, the mall's opening today, right? Correct. It opened this morning. Now, does that mean the bars and restaurants in the mall are open? No. No. Okay. Uh, I believe no, it's just I, retail. I I'm sorry. I don't think the mall is opening today. Well, I just saw I think a the thing ma- on the news. I'm sorry. I, th- I thought the mall was the one place that was waiting until June you 1st. You know what? And it was I, Kenny, you're correct. Mall I'm of America sorry. announces reopening re- retail stores set for June 1st. Okay. But Chris, you're correct on the other malls, like for instance Rosedale. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right, Kenny. My my apologies. You know what's been a uh, an outgrowth of this COVID? Bicycle sales are booming around the country. Yep. Yes, they absolutely are booming around the country. I've been reading about it. Bike shops were deemed essential businesses that could stay open. Uh, that's true of EcofundMotorsports.com in Forest Lake, although they have taken precautions, which are, are lessening now. Uh, but you can call them and do everything you want online and join this great flood of Americans who are out bicycling every day. Uh, not only a great way to social distance, but to get your exercise. He's, uh, uh, you know, We're talking about Bintelli e-bikes, five levels of electric assist, a great way to get out and exercise. And uh, they're booming. You go online and look at these bikes, and then Tim will deliver it to your house for free. He'll bring it to me? He'll bring it to you. Wow. Like if Reavers, if you order one, he won't bring it to Rookie's house. Okay, good. To you. It'll go right to your house. Although Rookie would love that. I would love that. (laughs) Or you can call and make your own appointment, a personal appointment. Call EcoFund Motorsports at 612-321-8867, and that'll get you uh, uh, an appointment, and you get in there and pick out what you want, or do it online if you like that way better. And these are wonderful toys. I call them toys, but they're actually 
uh, important. Yeah, toys are that's accurate. It's a good toy. It's a good toy. It's a big person's big person's toy. But they got kids stuff. They got ATVs, side by sides, motorcycles by Yamaha, Yamaha electric assist bikes, Bintelli electric assist bikes, full service. It's a really really nifty way to go. EcoFun Motorsports. It's on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. University of Garage Logic 98, College of Self Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Man, Suchi boy, those GLers are really smart out there, aren't they? they yes, lo- they are. Love to save money and they love common sense. Well, if you GLers would like to save thousands per year on your energy bill for your home or maybe your business, yeah, your business as well, well, you can with a live wire solar energy system. Cool. Live Wire Solar, they are the Midwest expert. They're wonderful guys, GLers from day one. They can custom design the perfect system for your home, your business, and find you all the available tax incentives and local incentives. Yes, there's local incentives for you. They're GLers, they know the value of a buck, and they can actually tell you how much you can save each year by switching to solar. No, it's not just Euphorians anymore. This is common sense. A custom-designed live wire solar system designed to fit your home or your commercial building's electrical needs, and it's going to look great. They've come a long way with solar. Live wire solar is a division of Twin Cities-based Live Wire Electric. And how long have they been serving GLers? Commercial customers? The last 20 years. Two decades. Call them today, 651-688-2400, or go to livewiresolarmn.com. Go green and more importantly, save some green with Live Wire Solar. If you're not sure if it's good for you, give them a call and find out and tell them the Rook sent you. It is LiveWireSolarMN.com. My buddy in San Diego uh, shared a, a couple of his texts. He's the guy that has a, a tenant in a flower shop, for example, and the flower shop couldn't be open, but the. Uh, you know, the gas station next door can be. Right. And, and he's as amused as the next person trying to figure out these inconsistencies. He sent me a picture of people at a re- outdoor restaurant in Germany that, that had to wear uh, swimming pool noodles on their heads. What? You know those noodles yes. that kids use to it's make float. splashes in the water? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, have, they put... Uh, like like when Steve Martin used to put that arrow through his head, you know. <laughs> yes. So they have they have, so they have the noodles, and, and then that keeps you from getting too close to people. Oh, and, I see. Okay. And sure. now I'm reading. There's a bear a bar in Maryland uh, that uh, has <laughs> I don't even know how inner to describe tubes. it inner, inner tubes, tubes inner yeah. tubes on wheels. So you uh, the inner tubes around your waist, and then it's on four wheels, so you can move around, but you're inside this big inner tube. You are. And that, <laughs> that's supposed to keep you uh, safe. It's a place called Fishtails in Ocean City. Uh, it, it, the best part of this is if you get over-served and tip over, you wouldn't get hurt. <laughs> you just bounce right back. <laughs> bounce right back. Yep. And, and I got to thinking, okay, I'm looking at the picture of these people. In, they're standing there like dorks in uh, inner tubes. Do you really think that's going to stop a virus? No. See, my, 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 my sense of this is why would that stop a virus? I'm going to wear a mask, but I ain't doing that crap. Now, again, uh, I need a bigger inner tube. Yeah. <laughs> well, they look like tractor. Uh, they look like huge tractor tire inner tubes. And, uh, yeah, you're, you, you get inside the inner tube, and then Plus, you just kind of skid around. They have a bit of a table built into them, yeah. too, right? So yeah. you can rest your drink there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eat lunch. <laughs> oh. 
I'm not going to any bar unless I get an inner tube and a noodle. <laughs> I want the inner tube and the noodle. Well, remember the, the first guy that had that giant disc? I yeah. forget what, maybe yeah. Spain, I forget what country he was in, and everyone yeah. mocked him. Yeah. And he now, was ahead of his time. Yeah, he, was, he should have been selling them. Uh, but think about that. Think about this, this this virus, which is a germ measured in, what, micrometers. It's uh, you, you can't see it. You, you can't stop it. You can't control it. Something like that. <laughs> and and it's, it's an inner tube ain't going to do it. No. Either open or don't. What the hell's going on here? Michigan. Oh. I got a priest in Michigan who's he's got it figured out. All right. What's he doing? He shoots people with holy water out of his water gun. <laughs> his water pistol. I'll, that's I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. St. Ambrose Parish uh, says Father Tim uses his squirt gun full of holy water and he's out there uh, uh outside he's shooting anybody who wants to come by with the with the holy water. <laughs> I guess, you know, I mean, if you got to, here you go. This is just the new normal. I hate that. This is the new way to do things. Well, he's out on the curb. He's got the mask on. A car comes up. He shoots the hell out of it with the water pistol. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's in Gross Point Park, Michigan. Uh, fantastic, Father. How are you? Yeah, I think when he goes to Pearly Gates, the Lord, good Lord will say, that was very innovative of you. Here's another wrinkle that might be taken into consideration by restaurant and bar owners. Joe, I grew up in Hudson in the 70s when the drinking age was 18 and 21 in Minnesota. It looked a lot like the old days Sunday as I drove through town. On Main Street, 9 out of 10 license plates were Minnesota. Only about half the bars were open. Some were caught off guard in the middle of remodeling. I understand more will be opening this week. Out of curiosity, I walked into one of them, Ziggy's, formerly known as Pudge's. There was a Pudges in Highland. I wonder yeah. if that's a descendant of that. That was a bowling uh, alley, yeah. At the door, a bouncer told me they were all out of food. Stepping up to the bar, many of the taps were drained. Bartender told a patron, we've burned through four kegs of spotted cow in three days. They were running next door to the Hop and Barrel Brewery for more kegs. The place wasn't packed. It was probably only half full. I have also noticed some of the Twin Cities' most successful restaurants announcing full-time closings. It doesn't seem like opening at 50% capacity will relieve the problems they are facing. Here's my thought. How can the governor offer restaurants the option of opening at reduced capacity when you can just drive to Wisconsin? Huh. Lee and uh, Ken in Lakeville wrote that. Well, that, that applies for us, but that certainly doesn't apply for, you know, folks west of here. Who in Stearns County is going to drive over to Wisconsin, Douglas County? Well, but, I, I, you're you right. Know, give me a break. And won't most of those, those same people that make that decision, they're going to want to support their local neighborhood bars and restaurants anyway. Right. You I would think, think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of fallout are we going to see come this fall in the election suit? Is, El- is Ellison up this time around? No, I think he just no. got reelected, didn't he? Or just got appointed. Oh, check. But you're right, no. Kenny. There, I think that there will be. There will be significant impact at the poll. Well, if we're allowed to vote, that is. Unless we want to just uh, go do all of our voting online. <laughs> I don't That's sense... That's Joe. Go ahead. I don't sense that the electorate uh, will turn on walls. Do you? Mm. Uh, you know, I do. Uh, yeah. he started out really good. I don't, I I don't know what is right, and I'm not can't get in his there mind. There is a bleep ton of anger and rage, politically based, uh, out in the country. Right, Let but me tell not you, they hate 
walls. And Not I close mean, to the country's hate, tallest buildings. They hate walls like uh, the left hates Trump. Mm-hmm. Seriously, they really hate him. But I think, it, Joe, to, to kind of counter with Kenny's point here, I, I also think, though, that some of those people that maybe voted for walls that, and those that typically vote left – with the impact of what they're seeing with, you know, because a lot of those people go to bars and restaurants and go out and are seeing the economic fallout that's taken place because of his decisions, I think that, that he might be suffering from that. I really do. Well, I haven't even heard a name arise in opposition to him. I haven't even heard of a potential candidate. Hmm. Uh, again, let's put walls into context. I'll, I'll help you. I'll help you with a great email. Uh, Joe, or he starts off, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. This is Robert in Orlando, Florida. Joe, the following is a brief excerpt from Mark Stein's book, America Alone, which was published in 2006. Your conversation last week with the guys regarding your revised positions on the COVID-19 response reminded me of this. Quote, the state has gradually annexed all the responsibilities of adulthood, health care, child care, care of the elderly, to the point where it's effectively severed its citizens from humanity's primal instincts, not least the survival instinct. And he goes on to say, not sure if you object to being in the same camp as Stein. I don't. But you have also pointed out that the state has no responsibility to keep us safe. Abridging our rights in the name of protecting us is folly. In the battle of nature versus nature, the smart money will always bet on nature. Add my name to the listeners who want Grunhoffers to figure out online ordering and shipping. (laughs) Uh, To put walls into context, I I find that to be absolutely true. And we've said it in our own words. Uh, Stein is a great writer. The state, meaning the governments, has gradually annexed all the responsibilities of adulthood, health care, child care, care of the elderly, to the point where it's effectively severed its citizens from humanity's primal instincts, not the least of which is survival. So let's put walls into context. He, He didn't ask for this. He didn't rub his hands in glee when this occurred and thought, boy, that was my chance to shine. I'm going to really crack the whip and control everybody. I don't see it that way. I see that he's he's totally immersed in what the political class has become. They have become the caretakers. They have become the caretakers of even adult responsibilities, like your own health care. They've become the caretakers of that. Uh, we can't put that genie back in the bottle. Mm. The whole political class has 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 annexed the responsibilities of adulthood. Uh, child care, health care, survival. Uh, so he's not he's not novel in this. He's not he's nothing exceptional. But though, he, ho- however, though it, it it goes along with what you've been saying for years about the parallel rail that all of these people live on. Right. Well, so doesn't that in and in and of itself kind of agree with what the emailer was saying? Yeah, I think I'm so. not disagreeing with the emailer. Okay, I'm I'm merely suggesting to you. That Walls' behavior is no different than the behavior of any other politician in America. I mean, there's a few outliers who uh, are, are not behaving uh, the way. But it, generally speaking, every politician in America believes it is their role or responsibility to tell you how to behave. 
True, but but remember how much backlash the governor of Georgia received when mm-hmm. when he declared that he was going to open up everything because yeah. he didn't fall in lockstep with how all the other governors seem to be behaving. Well, that should tell you something. What's that? If he got backlash, which he did, that was from the citizens of Georgia, correct? Well, nationwide, though. Okay. He got a lot. Citizens then who have become really, really comfortable with being taken care of. Citizens who have become Mm. really, really comfortable with the state annexing the responsibilities that they should have never surrendered in the first place. I read an interesting piece over the weekend uh, on the difference between the uh, Hong Kong flu pandemic in 1968 and 69 and today. And, and uh, it, it too acknowledged that in 50 years we've had a cultural change. But 50 years ago, medicine was left to the doc- doctors. It was, not, it was not in the arena of politics. It was not in the arena of politics. The only schools that closed were schools where the, they ran out of teachers because they got the flu. Nothing closed. It, it was never, dis- well, it might have been discussed, but it, it was never part of uh, Nixon's daily up briefings that, that uh, the country should close. The, it didn't even make the papers. Once in a while, it would make page 24. This was a piece I read in the New York Post. New York Post went without mentioning it for months and months and months, and then finally said uh, there has been some deaths. And it was on page 24 mm-hmm. of the newspaper. Wow. We didn't have this 24-hour-a-day news delivery system that we have now. And and so, again, 50 years ago, it, it might be safe to say that the state had yet to annex those responsibilities which we assumed were ours. We just made the presumption. That's my responsibility if I get the flu. It's not the governor of the state. And it's not the governor of the state's job to protect me from getting the flu. Hmm. As I told you before, Woodstock occurred during this. I mean, it, the, the country never shut down so, one thing. It never got mentioned. So would you say, much like you've been saying for years about how there's that unholy alliance between big education and the government, that there's the same analogy could be made about big health care and the government? It's certainly become that way, sure. Absolutely. Hmm. Well, that's terrifying. In, in, in the 1968-69 pandemic, uh, there were no daily uh, briefings by a, uh, the government's critical response team. There, there was nothing, nothing. That part of life was, was the citizen's problem, was the individual's problem. Back then, do you think the, the mayor of St. Paul had a chief equity officer? No. <laughs> oh, okay. So are you, what are you suggesting here? What are you saying? I uh, all, I began all of this by, uh, however awkwardly, uh, trying to explain the role of walls. I, I, I think hating him is is not right. I, I don't think he's behaving any differently than what the political class has become. He believes that that he is there to to take over the responsibilities that Americans, as recently as 50 years ago, took upon themselves. Now, you go back to Georgia. Great hue and cry. Georgia, you're opening too soon. You're opening too soon. The people want the government to provide the safety. Where GLers pretty much want to provide their own safety. 
And GLers, being, I hope, responsible souls, are, you know, taking reasonable precautions. I wear a mask in a store, and I guess I'm wearing it for the other guy, period. Doesn't bother me in the least to throw on a mask for two minutes. Right. Right. Agreed. I don't even know if it's doing anything. Does part of you, deep down, Joe and Rook, since you know the man, wish that uh, Governor Ventura would have been handled uh, handed something like this? How, how, how would Gov... Uh... Oh, I really wonder. <laughs> I, I really I, wonder I, how. I don't know. I, I don't I don't even... I, I have no idea. Would he be a mask wearer? I'm trying to even uh, put that into... Pers- in my mind's eye, usually I can get a cartoon bubble. Sure. I don't know what the read would be yet. I don't know. I ain't wearing no mask. <laughs> no. Well, not I, like I, Super Destroyer Mark Four. <laughs> Rook, I yeah. disagree. Uh, the what we've always said about Jesse: if you're on a desert island with Jesse and there's one turkey leg, you ain't getting any. So his <sighs> his survival true. his survival instincts uh, that's one of his that's primal with him. He he uh, he. If this happened during his gubernatorial reign, he might very well have disappeared kind to protect like himself. Kind of like Dayton. When Dayton yeah. took off? Yeah, he might have disappeared to protect himself. <laughs> you got to respect that. Come on, man. Uh, well. <laughs> but I do think that he would not like the state shutting down. I, I think he would be with the, the people that are outside the restaurant in, uh, uh, where is it, Annandale? Or wherever no, it was. Albany. Albany. Albany, yeah. And uh, he, I think he would, he would be with their side. The guy from Orlando wants uh, Spencer Grunhofer to start shipping products. This is from Kevin McDonald. I know you guys always talk about Grunhofer's brat steaks, chopsticks, rookie burgers, and I think we should start calling them Reaver's Meatloafs. Yeah, <laughs> cooked but one last night. Have, but now we have to let the garage logicians in on a little secret. The Grunhofer's Prime Cut Seasoning. I bought it a oh. few weeks ago, and the CPI, CP and I put it on everything, including vegetables. Now go into the ad. Thanks, Kevin McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> I, our listeners write our ads wow. for us. He's right, not, though. I'm unaware of the prime cut seasoning. Oh, I, I bought some of that, not the last time, but the time before I was out there, and it is fabulous. I can just smell it already. Yeah. I bet it's wonderful. Oh, I should try it on vegetables next time. Yeah. Grunhofer's yeah, well, Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. Uh, thanks a lot, Kevin. Now we'll not be able to buy that anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Kev. From Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, it's on Highway 61, right at the north end of Hugo. You can't miss it. It's got that red GL sign out front on the sign, and uh, it's just been fantastic. And, uh, yeah, it's more. It's it's everything that has to do with meat. It's not just the meat. It's everything that has to do with meat. And it's Memorial Day weekend coming up here, GLers, so you better mm-hmm. start stocking up today. Prime, it's called, uh, uh, Kevin uh, call, uh, said it's called Grunhofer's Prime Cut Seasoning. Oh. I bet it's fantastic, huh? I bet it's, it's absolutely oh, fantastic. Drawer. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joe, sorry, maybe this has been covered since the Tuesday show of last week. I'm a couple of days behind, but you were talking with a not-so-subtle hint of panic in your voice about your lilacs being late relative to another St. Paul guy who wrote that his are in full bloom. Yes, I recall that. I've had my suspicions on this year on this before based on your yearly bloom talk. But have you uh, but have never reached out on it. I'm guessing you probably have a different variety than the more common one. You likely have Miss Kim lilacs. And he provided a photo. Hmm. 
I have a row of about 20 of them along my property line going on close to 20 years now, and they seem to reliably reach full bloom the weekend of Memorial Day, give or take a day or two. Mine are now 6 to 8 feet high. The other more traditional common versions tend to grow a little larger and have more of an early to mid-May bloom. Hope this uh, helps ease your mind. There's enough to worry about these days. Keep squeaking, Jonathan from Plymouth. (laughs) Uh, Well, the picture he uh, sent me of the Miss Kim lilacs, they appear to be almost white in color. Mine are are a beautiful lilac color. Right. When it lasts, they they bloomed. Nope. Have they bloomed? No. Nope. Nope. Oh, well. we're, we're on pace. We're on pace. We'll get a week of 70s this week, maybe even 80s. Uh, what are you talking about? Everybody else is are, are out and proud. And Well, then then the emailer's correct. I have some I have some strain of lilac that uh, that other people don't have. Maybe a mine mutant. are Maybe mine are mayoral. <laughs> maybe mine are the Spoon Lake variation. Yes. Maybe mine are only grown in Gumption County. I think so. Maybe, like their owner, they're cowering from the COVID. <laughs> I haven't cowered a bit. I, I, Other than not being able to go to a restaurant, what haven't I done? I haven't still cowered a bit. Still broadcasting from home. I well, did, that's true. That's true. I did some light uh, tree work in our backyard. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... Um, How'd that go? Well, I'm afraid of heights. I don't like to be on a six-foot ladder. And put me on a six-foot ladder, give me a chains, an electric chainsaw that you have to hold way out, hoping that the huge branch doesn't pierce a window as it falls, was quite the story. I should have filmed the entire thing. And uh, how many... Uh how many beverages? No, we had. started. I, I hadn't started, yet, but I drank a lot after that. Oh, Dad cut his arm off. Yeah. <laughs> it, it went okay, though. I, I, uh, it was light tree work. Oh, boy. I need a hatchet. Say, uh, fellas. Yes, sir. Yep. Why don't we just take a brief time out? Okay. I'll be over here. Woo! This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. You thinking about it, GLers? I know you are. Well, just keep on thinking about it. And while you're at it, log on to DKMags.com. We've been hearing a lot of shooting out to the country back home. I can't help but wonder if some of those shots are actually new shooters dusting clay pigeons or uh, filling cardboard full of holes with hot brass everywhere. Now, if you have a notion, I want you to take your questions and your intentions. Take them all, load them up in the old wagon. And head up to dkmags.com on Old 8 up in New Brighton. Or even stop into uh, Monticello Pond and Gun. They're going to set you up and set you in the right direction, no matter what your intentions. That includes carry firearms, or maybe just home pro- home protection, uh, range, plinkers, whatever you need, uh, fun guns. Plankers. And of course, that also includes ammo and accessories. And if you're a, an, a, a, an LEO, you know what an LEO is, Joe? What about LEO. the plankers? LEO. You know what an LEO is? Yeah, law enforcement officer. Ooh, if, you're, if you're in the military or a veteran thereof, you earn another 5% discount. Cool. God bless America. What about uh, JROTC? JROTC uh, at Cretan? Do I, does that qualify? I don't think you do. Okay. But, you you know, why not trot them past sure. them? Sure. Trot it past them anyway. Uh, and if you're thinking about getting back into shooting sports, go ahead. Stop into DK Mags up in New Brighton or Monticello Pond and Gun. A couple of Tremendous gun shops for GLers, run by GLers. Check them out, dkmags.com. Let's revisit the uh, fellow in uh, Albany because it's it's quite an interesting case. Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison uh, said that his office is suing a Minnesota bar owner 
who plans to defy the governor's stay safe order. Shady's hometown tavern in Albany will open at noon, according to owner Chris Schiffler. He owns five other establishments as well, which he says he'll open Wednesday. Schiffler says if his bars remain closed, he's in danger of losing them. I can end up broke and on the street just like 163 employees of mine are going to do the same things in a little bit here if we don't get operating, Schiffler said. Stearns County Sheriff Steve Soika said yesterday that he will not be enforcing the stay safe order, but instead will educate and ask for compliance. Allison's office has the ability to seek $25,000 fines. We don't know what the outcome is going to be, Schiffler said. We have the backing of small businesses now. We really feel it. Shady started a GoFundMe page, which has raised more than $160,000 as of Sunday night. Schiffler says the money isn't for uh, isn't for paying potential fines. It's for attorneys fighting the stay-at-home order so people like him can reopen without worry. It's very emotional to go out and meet these small business owners, Schiffler said. In Allison's announcement, Sunday night, he said in part, The owner of Shady's has declared his intention to break the law and endanger his customers and employees. In Stearns County, with the second highest number of COVID-19 cases in Minnesota, my office has the duty to enforce the law and the governor's order to protect Minnesotans' health. What What were we just discussing? And to protect businesses that are complying with the order from unfair competition, I take that duty seriously. If he does receive a fine, Schiffler says he will be asking his lawyer what to do about it. Stearns County has one positive case for every 94 people. That's more than double the rate in Hennepin County. Uh, My office has the duty to enforce the law and the governor's order to protect Minnesotans' health. And we're never going to go back on that. That's that's never going that that misconception, in my estimation, it's a misconception, is never going to be turned around. That this is what the political class uh, imagines for itself. This is, you know, you you look at the new members of Congress, the the so-called squad, yeah, uh, Omar and. Uh, uh, occasional cortex and Rashid to leave. Did any of them c- go to office with with ideologies or ideas that are that were typically reflected in the American citizenry? No, they, they went to office seeing it as their opportunity to engage in what the political class has become, and that is changing the country, making it more dependent. On, on governments, making it making uh, so-called Green New Deals, which are preposterous uh, uh, rent-free places in Omar's case. They, well, they, re- recall just a couple of weeks ago when, uh, wh- what's her name, AOC was declaring it a good thing about the oil prices being so low. Yeah, and it, yeah. It's like, do you have any idea what that impacts? The, the, no, the, she doesn't. The, the profession... Of, of politics is is attracting to it and successfully uh, people who they don't have my interests at heart they they obviously have people's interests at heart or they wouldn't get elected do they joe well how did i mean omar blew away the competition in the fifth district these are dumb asses being voted into office by 
dumbasses. <laughs> that's what it is. Well, it's. I was trying to keep it on a higher this plane. Than no, that. that's all this is. Yeah. I have a little bit of audio from Chris Schiffler. Do you want some of that? This is from about 45 minutes ago. Sure. This He's is, the bar owner in Albany. This is courtesy of Paul Bloom from Fox 9. We need everybody's support just like we have. I mean, look look at this. This is just crazy support in a little small town like this. It's, it's awesome, you guys. Um, but the risk isn't worth the reward at the end of the day. He just keeps saying, threatening us with more things and more things and more things and now he wants to audit our taxes and, and we're up to date on all of our taxes we pay our sales tax we're 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 good in, in that aspect so i don't know why you want to threaten us with odd things because but, he's a uh, communist oh there we go well um in my mind and maybe you can correct this for me such this thing with ellison is the most egregious thing i've seen oh well no no i can correct myself was it the mayor it was the mayor of new york city that wants pictures and proof yes uh, yeah, uh, the, of the public being out. Okay, yeah. this Ellison deal is comparison with De Blasio, if you ask me. Well, where Ellison might have ground to stand on without ridicule is that he is charged with protecting. Uh, he is charged with with uh, preventing unfair competition. Uh, he could make the argument that look, if I look the other way on this Shady's Grove, what's the name of it? Shady's Shady. Shady Shady's, Shady's hometown tavern. Yeah, that's it. You know, he said, "Well, if I look the other way on that, I, I could really get an earful from the guy who owns a Bud Saloon down the block because he's staying closed." So it's so it's protecting a, his own ass. Yeah, it's a mess that's been created by the sea change in fifty years of political behavior. Fifty years ago, the Hong Kong flu came and went. Didn't make the news much. Came and went. Nothing got shut down. A vaccine, by the way, was ultimately uh, created for it. Uh, in 50 years, we've become a different country. We've become uh, a people who are quite comfortable, apparently, with uh, a governor uh, daily telling us what can be open and what can't be. But when you stop to think about it, it's all other than the other than getting hospitals ready. Other than getting hospitals ready, what's the point of any of this, Ben? It's a virus. It's in nature. You're either going to get it or you don't. And I guess the only way you would not get it, go to an underground bunker for two years until, and then come above ground. And and go get your vaccine. I don't guess that's him, the only way you can do it. Don't give them any ideas. Yeah. Right. Well, there's not an underground bunker big enough for all of us. I have no interest in going to an underground bunker. But it's not as far-fetched as what we're currently doing or what but, we, you know, we initially started to do. But Ellison is, is behaving perfectly within the parameters of what his job has become. And part of his job is to defend the governor's orders. And the governor's orders for the last two months have been strictly focused uh, on the health of Minnesotans. And we can call that virtue. We can, we can be, we can, there are people that are happy about that, uh, but they are probably people that have not or will not suffer the loss of their income. Hmm. It's been a, it's just been a, a hell of a ride. It's just been a real difficult time. But uh, Allison, Allison's behaving the way he's, 
entitled to behave. That's what his job is. That's what it's become. You you know, my old idea of an attorney general was the guy who safeguarded the, the citizens of the state from bad consumer situations. Right, right. And uh, we've come a long way. I'll never forget, uh, I believe it was Skip Humphrey, who uh, jumped all over some small company because they, I can't remember what they did, but they uh, threw some paint outside the back door, and next thing you know, the business was closed, but... But by then, what the attorney general's role had also become was protecting Minnesotans from environmental degradation. So you add that to the list of consumerism. And now the attorney general, you know, you got you got Keith Ellison uh, involved in national politics, endorsing yeah, Ilhan out. Omar. You know, yeah, he's out on the stump for her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it, it's it's definitely definitely a new world. Uh, but no, you know what doesn't change? What there's still ticks out there. And I don't Boy, like ticks. There. I don't like ticks, and I have met two guys who can prevent my property from ever having a mosquito or a tick. It's called Mosquito Shield. Come you on. Do tell. I'm not kidding you. Who is this new sponsor? These guys are owned and operated. This is owned and operated by GLers. It's Ray and Mike, a father-son team. They own and operate two franchises here in the Twin Cities. They've been at this since 2014. If you want them, you got them if you're in this listening area. Their territory runs east of 169 all the way to the St. Croix River from and south from Lakeville all the way up to Forest Lake. And what they only do one thing. What's they that? get rid of mosquitoes and ticks. What they about get this rid one? of mosquitoes and ticks. What about no, this one? No, they'll get that one. Okay, they got it. They'll them. get that one. Uh, mosquitoes and ticks, they use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. It was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield. You can't go into frats and buy this stuff. You, you cannot gotta, get it. You got to call them directly. Uh, it takes great they, care of your yard, though. They oh, bring man. the mosquitoes to you? No, no, they get rid of the mosquitoes. Oh, I got her. They come out every 10 to 17 days, uh, and they do so until the mosquitoes and ticks go dormant. That's usually by the end of September, the start Jeez. of October. They nice. stand behind their work. Uh, it, it, we had a nice chat with these guys the other day. Uh, Reavers, you're having it done to your place. Yep, they're coming out this week. And I got to tell you, I was outside over the weekend at, mm-hmm. at nighttime, mm-hmm. just sitting out and enjoying the uh, the scenery. And I'm covered in mosquito bites. And I'm not joking. I'll show. Look, Rock, no, look at these no, mosquito no, bites. No, girls, put your shirt down. Yeah. Well, now's the time. Schedule your service. It takes care of the mosquitoes and ticks. Uh, MOShield.com. MOShield.com or call Ray or Mike at 612-619-1556. Tell them GL sent you. That's Ray or Mike, 612-619-1556. This, they don't come out and install some zapper that looks like a some future spaceship thing. <laughs> right. This is, a, this is a special spray that works. It's been proven. It works. It's fail-safe. No ticks, no mosquitoes, and uh, you'll be perfectly at home with this. It's just a wonderful situation. You're going to be spending a lot of time in your yard now. Who are you kidding? You want to sit out there and whap mosquitoes or worse, no. f- face the prospect of a lousy tick? Go to Mosquito Shield, moshield.com. They'll take care of it for you. Say, I have a note, and thanks to those guys for coming aboard. They're GLers. Fantastic. Have been for a long time. Uh, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. My husband is originally from Minnesota and has been listening to your show for many years. I'm originally from a good old red county in central California, so we share a lot of the same views and values, thankfully. Since we have been together, he has introduced me to your show, and I have truly enjoyed becoming a faithful listener. 
While browsing the typical female-centric websites, I came across this article and thought this was a confirmation of your long-standing theory that we are getting to a point where we will no longer be able to know how or when to communicate with each other. I hope you uh, enjoyed dissecting the article in the link below. It's how to talk to your friends and family who aren't taking COVID seriously. In times like these, all you can say is, how about a beer? No kidding. P.S. We're planning on stopping at Grunhofer's to reload on those delicious lean pork brats grilled, don't broil, when we are back in Minnesota at the end of the month for Memorial Day week. Uh, good luck. This is from Mandy out in California. Here, here. Yeah, yeah, apparently now you're supposed to have sensitive talks with your family uh, because family members apparently are divided into the seriousness of COVID or the non-seriousness of it. And uh, I, I haven't had any... Uh, I haven't had any issues. Well, I could understand the part of, you know, for me, having to explain it to my two young boys. But come on. You're, there's really going to be family division over something like this? Right. Sure. Oh, and, I can exp- and I can explain yeah. exactly why. I can explain exactly why there's terrible family division over this. Okay. Because if you poo-poo it, you're just automatically a trumper. Oh. If you poo-poo it, you're a trumper. Okay. If you don't poo-poo it, you're not a Trumper. And in many families, there are people who uh, who voted for Trump or, or like what he's doing. And in that same family, there are just as many who don't. And so when it comes down to, to this illness, because Trump wants to open up, because Trump keeps saying we got to get back to business, because Trump keeps saying it's going to be over any day now. Trump keeps saying we're going to get a vaccine. Trump keeps saying we got to have a better economy. We got to get back to it. And and so if you if you echo those words in a family situation, you're automatically thought to be on the Trump team. Well, that's insanity. <laughs> it's I know. I can see what you're saying though. Yeah, that's let, let's... no. I I can I I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you, you got her, I think. Today. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Today I know what I'm talking about. But think of all of the small business owners in, in just this market alone that probably didn't vote for the president that are saying, uh, I'm not going to survive this, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. We've, we've seen a lot of that. A lot of it. But this idea that uh, it causes family rifts is absolutely right on the money because COVID is directly associated with Trump. You uh, speaking from personal experience? Is that what I am. Yeah, what do you got over there? You got any accusations? I've, I've just learned to keep my mouth shut. There you go. You put the mask on. I'm not a Trump guy, but that doesn't seem to be taken into consideration. Uh-huh. If I have my doubts about uh, COVID, I'm, I'm automatically lumped in with, uh, with people who, uh, who believe that uh, whatever they believe. Yes, sir. What I believe, it's a virus in nature. It's a hellish, and, uh, you know, I, you're going to get it or you don't. But I'll still practice responsible mask, living. Masking. I'll still, I'll still wear a mask. You're doing it for the other person. Is she still making about 500 of those every day? I had an eye doctor appointment this morning. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> on the way there, sure. I get the call on my cell phone. Oh, we forgot. Please wear a mask. Not a problem. I was in a vehicle that had a minimum <laughs> of 30 masks in it. Just in I just, case. I just grabbed one and wore it and went in. And everyone in there was wearing a mask, including the docs. All right. Everyone, everyone was wearing a mask. And, and uh, so, I, of course, I wore one. They asked me to. Right. 
So, in fact, I, I think it's to the point where had I not, I would have been refused service. Probably. Yeah, yeah. you probably would have been. Did you see the video oh. of the lady that went to the grocery store and she was required to wear a mask, but she complained because she said, I'm at risk, oh, yeah. and they wouldn't let her go in. She just made a big stink about it. I was so, I think Jason Matheson may have retweeted it, and that's where I saw it. I think it. you're talking about the, it was a red lobster, wasn't it? And there was a fight, a scuffle in the doorway? Uh, no, it, wa- it wasn't. It was a, This was oh, at a grocery a store, one. like Gleason's oh, or something okay. like that. But you mean the, she, right. she wanted to wear a mask, or she, didn't want she to? She didn't want to wear a mask, but she still wanted to shop there, and they said, we're sorry, we, you know, that should be the end of it. We're sorry, we're, we're, we can't let you. Right. And then she wanted to know, oh, show me the policy that's, she was just a stinker. See, your freedoms carry responsibilities. Her, her liberty, her, her life was not threatened by the request to wear a mask. Correct. She could have gone somewhere else, but she, she wanted to press on and say, you can't discriminate against me because I am medically not allowed to wear a mask. I don't know what condition that well, would be. Well, she's making that up. There's, yeah, there she is was no just, condition. I think she wanted it to go viral well, so she could. To, it's hard to breathe. But here, here's what I understand. And we talked about this last week when it, when it first surfaced because of Costco. If they're making their, their stances, you have to have one in here, and you don't want to wear one, then go shop somewhere else. It's mm-hmm. just that right. easy. Well, exactly. Did you see the release from Metro Transit? No. Starting today, yeah. all passengers on buses and light rail are required to wear a mask. Hmm. However, if you're not wearing a mask, service will not be denied. It you're just required occurs to wear to me. one, but if you don't wear one, that's okay, too. Hmm. It just occurs to me that... Uh, Getting back to the increase in bike sales, they're up 50% across the country over what they were last year. Man, it would have been a good time to invest in bikes and uh, uh, Bentelli e-bikes like they have out at EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake. But another reason is that people are so shying away now from public transportation. And they might not have a car, so they're hopping on a bike. Yeah. What a great way to get out, though. And just cruise around. Oh, hell yeah. Speaking of... Speaking of bikes, Joe, have you seen, and we were right in our prediction, have you seen what they've done with West River Road? Runs uh, alongside the so- Mississippi? Yeah, it's still southbound only, isn't it? No, no, uh, it hasn't been for two weeks. The whole what thing is shut down. What? You're kidding. The whole You're kidding. thing is shut down. On the down. Minneapolis yeah. side? You can't go either direction in Minneapolis. Really? Well, yeah. it's still, on the other side, it's still only southbound, correct, Joe? Uh, in St. Paul, the last I looked, uh, it was you can go uh, northbound. Northbound you can, only. Yeah. Wow. But in Minneapolis, you can't. At least where you cross over at Lake Street, you can't go either direction. Why? Unbelievable. No cars. What's their reasoning, Kenny? Because uh, they want to kill people, Chris. They want people <laughs> out of the safety of their cars where they can't catch the COVID, and they want them out of their houses and walking and biking and boarding out in public where they can run into each other and be breathed and spit and all of that, and they want everybody to catch the COVID. That's all I can discern from it because their thinking is so unbelievably ass-backwards, and they don't see it. They can't see that their rules are actually causing more problems. And And the same thing is... Go ahead, I'm sorry. They're going to get windmilled, too, because yeah. non-car people are going to bite the bullet and get a car. Car sales yeah. will increase once this, once the dust settles. You watch. Car sales will increase. I have a increase. sister-in-law working out in Seattle, lives out in Seattle. Same thing happening there where they've 
shut down multiple streets so you can get out and walk. So people are out en masse walking around, breathing and spitting on each other. So, Joe, are you telling me that sales of Volkswagens are going up, up, up? They would have to. They would have to. Uh, because people are, uh, I told you the story last week of the couple that only had one car, and the minute this hit, boom, they're a two-car family now. Uh, I hope it was a Volkswagen from Countryside in Maplewood on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61. Uh, you make your own personal sales appointment. You won't have to be uh, worried about the COVID. They take care of it. They clean everything. Zero percent for 72 months. Woo! Come on. On all new 2019 and 2020 VWs with deferred payment of 120 days. That's this math in- you can do. I can do that. This includes the 2020 <laughs> Atlas Cross Sport, VW's newest SUV. Let me tell you something. Uh, here's what you do. You go to the websites. There's three different websites to check all the inventory. SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com. That happens to be my current pick of the litter. SchmelzFiat.com. Pick out what you want. Get all the stats. Get all the pricing. Get all the stuff you want. You call. You make an appointment. That car will be waiting for you to take a test drive. You can kick the tires. You can do all the stuff you'd normally do on the showroom floor, all at a personal appointment. Call Schmelz at 651-243-4316. 651-243-4316. That's after you go to the websites. SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com. Pick out what you want. And then remember on the 2019 and 2020 VWs, 0% for 72 months with deferred payment of 120 days. Schmelz. That's that's a good deal. It really is. Yeah, it is. It really is. Uh, I was going to wait till fall. To get something, uh, I might uh, have to take advantage of this while the while the well. If you have good. deferred payments, it almost is like you're buying it in fall. The, huh? you're right, you're right. Wow, four months that is. June, July, no. May, twenty. Carry the four, four, four. Right get you, yeah, yeah, it'd get, get you, you to September. It'd get you through August, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood. We'll be back in a moment. Here's a man that's going to get some new underwear, Joe Souchere. Hey, uh, boys, it's Reavers here, and uh, we have some new friends to welcome to the GL Podcast, the Chill Boys. I have a pair of black bamboo on right now. Um, uh, there was another place that sent us some stuff a couple years ago. Yeah. I thought those were nice. These are the nicest grunders I've ever had on in my life. So, the- number one, don't call them that. Number two, I want to tell a story. I stopped in Friday morning. You guys are going to do my before you arrived. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up, Reavers. Uh, I didn't get I, any of these drawers. I picked up. Uh, I picked up my uh, and, and I put a pair on right there in the office. I oh, dropped trowel. I took off the underpants I had on. I put them in your trash can, Chris. I don't know if you've noticed them there. I did. Uh, and I put on a pair of what I'm calling ski rule green. They look like a kind of Kawasaki green from the 70s. Yeah. And I still have them on right now. They're the best pair of underpants I've ever worn. And you were here Friday, you say? Who makes these, Chris? These are yeah, made Friday. locally by the Chill Boys. You can order them online at Chill Boys, just like it sounds chillboys.com you can order it today and it will be shipped tomorrow they got the big flap on them no 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 these are super comfy (laughs) 
Ruck, oh, Ruck, you little house run, in the prairie flap? You should run Joe's to his house. They're right over here. They're in that box. There's a slight delivery fee for that. Oh, I didn't think about that. But uh, you can order. We each got, I think they make five different styles. As, as Rook mentioned, the soft bamboo style. They also do the boxer briefs, the relaxed fit. I'm not kidding, GLers. These are the most comfortable underwear you will ever, ever own. And they're not made in China? No, right here in our own backyard. What, uh, what if I don't like being comfortable? Do they have like a barbed wire fence pair that <laughs> no. I can put on? Maybe they can like the, kind of for the you. Knights of Templar Knights of Templar. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. You can't beat a good set of drawers. No, and these no. these so comfy. They're super comfortable. They last forever. Just go online to chillboys.com and place your order, and they will get them out to you the next day. They are, and I met with these guys last week. They're really, really cool guys and dedicated fans of the Garage Logic podcast. Fantastic. Chill. Yep, chillboys.com, brah. Uh, and, and online is the only way to get them. That's right. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Boy, that's disappointing. That's just so I, disappointing. Uh, Joe, you were away during that last break. I, I, I've decided to stop saying it because I'm in delay, and I, I can't stand hearing myself say it a second later when I listen to the podcast. It's just too irritating. Let's try it again. Hail the Flashlight King. Colorado, Colorado was open, and 99% of the hikers are not wearing masks, and we love it. Traversing the mountains at 9,000, 14,000 feet has its challenges without covering your nose and mouth. Anyway, I was amused at your comments concerning aromatic fluid flow post-push, the British slang for fart. It just sounds more acceptable to say foosh in a classroom. In my classrooms, I have never let my high school or middle school students sit on the desks. Of course, they immediately sat their backside upon the desk when I gave this edict on day one, and I would smile in evil anticipation. As they were seated in alphabetical order, I would suggest that they find a new desk anywhere they wanted. To claim their new desk, they had to put their head down on the chosen desk. Chaos ensued, ensued everyone had a new desk and heads were down. The following was my short lecture. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason I request that no one sit on the desk, upon which you now lay your head, is that your clothing is porous. This means that bacteria, such as E. coli, is transferred from one individual's rectal opening onto the surface you now rest your face. Screaming and vomit sounds begin to fill the room. Oh. Therefore, from this day on, a friendly reminder of butt juice shall be called out and said individual will get the antibacterial cleaner and wipe down the offended desktop. Thank you. I almost never had a desktop offender after that. Now go put on your mask and feel secure. Hillavy out in Colorado. <laughs> Wow. That was a great, yes. great, 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 great to handle the uh, the kids that way, huh? Hail the flashlight yeah. king. Hail you. After golf on Friday, we all retired to a deluxe backyard for some welcome hydration. I'm sorry, rehydration. Discussion turned to the virus and GL. We noted that Joe hasn't touted the GL helmet products lately, perhaps because Morgan Kiwi Wolf Slattery has retired. We decided what the world needs is a coronavirus helmet. Good bourbon will help one decide many things. We pictured an old football helmet with some random stickers on it. Of course, the small print on the packaging would have to read, for best results, use with mask. 
When you do get the GL flags up and for sale, we had an idea, if you guys haven't thought of it yet, for a photo gallery of GLers around the world flying their flags in far-flung locales. Have Reavers set up something on Faceplant or SnapLab or InstaWink. It's kind of like Paul Bunyan of Runyon's Bar did with photos of his patrons wearing his T-shirt in exotic places. This likely would be more fun and successful than the pushpin thing. Hitting it poorly and not giving a bleep, Bert. Sure. That's another thing you'd probably let me down on, though. Most likely. Probably. Well, first yeah. of all, we Every- need the flags. Yeah. Let's order Wait, them up. What about the crack promotions department? Well, Joe, budget as we, cuts. As we, uh, budget as we mentioned, cuts. a little. Is it unfortunately uh, thin? Yeah, we don't. Uh, we don't have when, one currently. When I was in there on Friday picking up my underpants, uh, I noticed a T-shirt, a signed T-shirt that we all signed about six, eight months ago. What's the deal with that, Chris? Uh, that's Chris? a great question, Kenny. Chris. Somebody didn't get their shirt. Somebody goes to the mailbox every single day for the last year and a half, opens it up, and And willingly hopes it's a package. And it's stained and stinky and smells like the inside of my truck after a hunting season. Or the the grunders that you left in the Chris's trash. Don't say grunders. My God, what's wrong with you? Are you stuck underpants? Well, let's just call them. How about drawers? Yeah. Can we settle on drawers? That's fine. Drawers. That's fine. Let's just call but Chris, them seriously, what's the deal with that signed T-shirt that was so urgent for all of us to sign six, eight months ago? Well, Kenny, it's uh, for a family member of an employee who is currently not allowed in the building. <laughs> so I'm just gonna, because I of the COVID, which I wouldn't have brought in. Thanks well, for, uh, they're not allowed because of the illness. They didn't do anything wrong. Right, right, or, right, or, right. Or did they? No, no. It's it's due to COVID. They, they, you know, there's only a handful of us that are even in the building right now. You know, it, it's yeah. That that's why it's sitting there. So, thanks for bringing it up. This weekend is mem- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this weekend is Memorial Day weekend already because oh. Memorial Day has to be the last Monday uh, in May. That's and right. That comes early in May this year because there's a full other week of of May. Left. Yeah. Huh? See, no, see, this Monday. Here we go. Will be May, the last Monday in May. Last Monday. But there's still a full other week of May left. And as I look at the uh, forecast, uh, beginning, uh, oh, Thursday, well, beginning Wednesday, 76, 75, 73, 82, oh. 76, 78, 78. Get to the lake. Go swimming. Oh. Go swimming in your Aquaside weed-free beach. If you want a lake home or you have a pond, a swimming hole, uh, Aquaside uh, will take care of it. It'll make it clear as a bell. Aquaside has been keeping uh, or helping people maintain Great Lake Shores since 1956. They got a complete line of lake and pond control products that'll take care of everything from weeds to algae. Their products are easy to use. They work right away. They're registered with both the EPA and DNR. They're completely safe for you, the fish, and your family. There's no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350. 1-800-328-9350, or go to Aquaside.com. You know this is a local business, it's White Bear Lake area? Aquaside keeps your beach free of weed. No need for weed. You don't you need know, a weed. You know, earlier in the show, I referenced uh, my uh, my light tree care, mm-hmm. and I, I, I didn't really do a lot with it here because I wanted to steer people to the uh, 
Table Talk with Rookie's Family, I mm-hmm. did a more colorful description of fear and anger and angst uh, uh, during that podcast. So if you'd like to, there is the latest version of uh, Table Talk with Rookie's Family is available at PodMN. Did either of you, any of you guys watch any of the live golf yesterday? No. Ah. no I, I did not. I did not. <laughs> no. Kenny, how, how long did you watch, Kenny? I'm sorry. It was beautiful uh, up north over the weekend. No rain oh. at all. So I was out working all weekend. Well, it was. I'll bring it up with Patrick, but it was Ricky Fowler, Roy McIlroy, Matthew Wolf, and Dustin Johnson. It was a skins game. Uh, it featured the pair of uh, Fowler and Wolf versus uh, McIlroy and Johnson at uh, Seminole, where uh, that's where Ben Hogan. That was Ben Hogan's winter uh, course. It's in uh, uh, Florida, Jupiter, Florida. Yeah. It was the first time it had been seen on national television. Right. My point being, my point being, how can such a great game produce such dull people? The the chatter among the four of them was inane. It it, it and I only could come well, to what the you wanted to do tell jokes. <laughs> well, no, the only conclusion I could come to is it would have been much better if they would have been allowed to swear. Hmm. This is, they were robots. It was not- Do you mean what's missing there is the needle? Oh, come on, Fowler, you can hit it better. I mean, that kind of like heckling between the four of them, like you would with the, if Reavers and Kenny and you and I played golf. There was no need, there was nothing. There was one brief needle where Dustin Johnson hit his ball into a fairway waste area and, and Matthew Wolf yelled across the fairway, hey, uh, Something about don't don't ground your club, which was a reference to uh, uh, Dustin Johnson getting a penalty stroke at uh, Whistling Straits a couple of years ago because he grounded his club yeah. in a waste bunker, not knowing he wasn't supposed to. Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. It was dull. So it was dull. Speaking of that, when Joe, when when will uh, Rook and Kenny and myself get that invite to come out and hit him hit him around with you? I know these, there's a lot of lot of uh, rules now. Uh, let's go knock around the old white ball. <laughs> let's, yeah. Say, Kenny. Uh, yeah. I have a text. I'm sorry, an email from Jerry in Orlando, I believe. Man, we're all of a sudden got a lot of Orlando listeners. Uh, it is Kenny and his mic. I can hear him lighting up, eating food, and breathing like he needs an oxygen tank. <laughs> so, Kenny, you were called out there. Not by me. Not by me. My microphone remains on mute unless I decide to talk or you address me so it, it's it's not me and when I light up it's on purpose so you can hear me but but all, literally for this whole show and most of all of last week when I'm not speaking my microphone is on mute I, I think I've noticed that and it's been it's been uh, it's been wonderful uh, on this day I get this uh, sent to me I, I just appreciate that we have a guy in Mumbai India Tom Lyman who who sends us this date in Minnesota history. And it was on this date, May 18th, yep. 1931, that uh, Minneapolis-born aviator Charles Speed Holman was killed during an air show in Omaha. He was a pioneer of aviation. His best-known aerial stunt was looping, and he had won the U.S. Air Speed Trials in 1930. At his funeral, four 109th Air Squadron planes flew in the first recorded missing man formation, a vacant spot reserved in Holman's memory. Holman Field uh, at the St. Paul Downtown Airport, of course, is named in his honor. Didn't he also fly under the high bridge one time? 
I think he flew under the either the Wabasha Bridge or the High Bridge. I think it was the High Bridge. Yeah. You know what else happened on this date? 1980. I'll give you huh. one guess. Mount St. Helens. There you go. Mm-hmm. And I, we thought, remember we were told at the time that was going to be the ruination of the environment? Yes. It, it, it cured itself in what, about a year or two? Yeah, and now everything's getting, plus everything's gorgeous out there. That's nature going, oh, I got a little hiccup. Let's fix it, repair it, and boom, we're back to normal. Is it... Uh, was that in the news, Kenny, just because of it's the anniversary or because it's there's rumblings again? Uh, I, uh, well, I heard about the rumblings. I got the email from uh, Stacy over the weekend, but I think it's just a typical news item. Yeah, all right. Well, boys, thank you. Yes, sir. And uh, Where are my you. underwear? Yeah, hey, I, I want some of those chill brothers. Rookie uh, will. Chill boys. Uh, chill boys. And Rookie will run those over to, I'm sure, for a, a very small fee. Right, the extra, or the, yeah. You got a little extra there. A little extra. Say, I tell you what, if you want to hear more of Table Talk with Rookie's Family, Garage Logic, or any other great podcasts, Monday Night Sports Talk podcasts, they can all be found at PodMN on your phone app. If you need to go to the computer, it's PodMN.com. Apparently, Dustin Hoffman is behind me, screeching into the glass. No! Uh, try them all at PodMN on your phone and PodMN.com because there's you got some extra time, so listen you to better, all those uh, back podcasts. You better wheel Patrick in there. Oh, he's ready to he's go. He's coming in. He's chomping at the bit. Let's go, yeah. Russ.